Before we start today's show, I just want to give a massive shout out to Acast for making this show happen. Thanks, Acast. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the PJ Podcast. I'm your host, PJ, and thank you very much for all the feedback that's been coming through regarding the show, whether it's leaving a review, rating it, subscribing it, all of that stuff helps to keep the podcast going. So thank you very much from the bottom of my heart. On the show this week, we are talking open relationships. Um, I think of myself as a very open-minded person, very open to a lot of things, but I've always thought when it comes to open relationships. It's just something I personally couldn't do. I respect people who can, but personally, I always had the mindset that it's just going to get me sad <laughs> sooner or later. But my mind has been opened this week, literally, by Christy Saunders. She has got a brand new podcast called Opened out this week, which details going into an open relationship for the very first time. She and her partner have decided to engage in non-monogamy and in the podcast they have very intimate details and conversations recorded, learning on the job. Fascinating stuff and I got to sit down and chat with Christy about why she chose to do this, how the experience is going, what surprised her, what's amazing, what's hard and it was very eye-opening and it made me ask questions about my own relationship and also the biases and the, I guess, preconceptions that I've had regarding non-monogamy. So I'd love to know your thoughts on this chat, if you get anything out of this conversation, but keep an open mind (laughs) Um, and I hope you enjoy my chat with Christy. Christy, thank you very much for joining me. I am very excited and interested and so curious to learn about open relationships. Thanks, babe. Well, so am I. Well, I'm, I guess I'm officially in one and I feel the same way in the sense that I'm excited and feel kind of <laughs> nervous about it whilst I'm doing it because it's not something I've ever done before. And the guy I'm dating, it's not something he's ever really done before either. So a lot of this is like just figuring it out as we go. <laughs> Paint the picture. Like, Were you at a place in your relationship where you felt like things needed to be more exciting and a little bit more chemistry or or was this literally like maybe this could be for us? Like what kind of – Oh, no, so I only met Raph a handful of months ago. So this is like it's a new person, new relationship, new way of setting things up from the outset. So, yeah, I mean I I was in an eight-year-long relationship Okay. And I suppose that would be quite different, maybe. I don't know whether it would be easier or harder. Like I'm trying to channel myself back to (laughs) what it would be like 
you know, and that was now, that was quite a long time ago. That was five years ago or something now. But I'm just, I think sometimes about, and I hear people speak about opening up a relationship that has been monogamous Mm. or, you know, in a quote unquote normal standard relationship over a really long time. I don't know if that's would be harder or easier because yeah because that's what you know and you've been going at that for so long but I guess if this is what you're creating then this is all you'll know in this relationship no shit I think I think in some ways it's harder than some ways it's easier and depending on how I feel when I wake up I'm like whoa like it it's it's true in the sense that it's, it feels like a, a slab of newness on top of newness. You know what it's like when you first meet someone and they're really special and that's how I'm very much feeling. I'm a, a smitten little kitten right now. But but at the same time, this is not the kind of person I, I, that I've ever dated before and I feel like therefore it's made me not be the same kind of person that I've ever been in a relationship, which is – asking questions and not really being afraid that I'm going to fuck it up with what the answer is or destroy the kind of beauty or the sense of possibility that I'm finding. Because I honestly, I think that's the thing that's held me back from asking questions in the past or being like, is this it? (laughs) Is this the only penis I will ever see? Which, you know, (laughs) (laughs) is fine and chill and great but like you ask those questions internally of yourself and I think you're you're lying if you in the most stable Mm. happy loving relationship as if you've not thought okay is this this is it yeah so how did this like who who was the person to bring it up first in your relationship Mm. or was it a completely mutual just on the same page from the get-go? The way our relationship started was a bit random in the sense that we started, <laughs> this sounds so corny, but we started writing le- like letters, like emails to one another, asking five questions and receiving five answers back. What? So we... Where did you meet <clears throat> this guy? Babe, on a dating site. Like there's, no, <laughs> there's nothing romantic about it other than the fact that she just didn't align with work and moving and whatever. And it yeah. meant that it meant that it was about it was a couple of months almost before we actually met IRL. So for me, that was just in itself quite unique because I'm normally like, hey, do you want to grab a drink or do you want to go out for a coffee? This idea of like investing so much time and energy online with somebody that you could meet and literally within five seconds determine that, there's no reason other than no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this person is not for me. There's something about energies and just upon first meeting someone, you kind of know straight away whether you're into them or not or whether it's a friendship or it's something more. So why was that part delayed? Why did you not meet them in person for ages? Because it was just work schedules and it meant that, that, that life just meant for like, I think it was like six or seven weeks. It was closer to two than it was one month that we didn't actually meet in person. So we ended up kind of forming this really intense (laughs) emotional connection (laughs) over kind of these really lengthy, long, beautiful emails that were asking really big questions like, are you afraid to die? What is the last thing you masturbated over? What is something you're afraid of? 
and we both determined really quickly that we had both come from both come from a world where we've been in long-term monogamous relationships that that had been really beautiful and perfect for the people that we were and for the people that we were with and it's not that we were rejecting monogamy but both of us were curious and are curious about what relating in a different way looks like feels like and could be and I suppose from the very outset before we'd even actually met each other which in itself was quite a daunting experience because I was like there's this person that I feel really connected to but I don't I don't know what he smells like or feels like or are you a good kisser or like yeah are you awkward or you know so what was your feeling like (laughs) fucking fireworks and it was amazing and it was everything that I thought would be and then some and I think the thing that that really afforded us which doesn't really come in any kind of relationship or dating that I've had previously because I've also been dating like casually for the last five years and I've met a lot of people and dated a lot of people and been with a lot of people in all kind of varying ways in the sense of it's fun it's casual I'm looking for a connection but at the same time I've never kind of felt so in myself and like in my sense of empowerment um, yeah an ability to ask ask questions of myself and another person and just a relationship in general. And, and all of these conversations had happened before we'd even met. Like usually I'm like, yo, what's your name? Cause I'm chatting to like five different dudes at the moment. And <laughs> are you Sam or Tom? Are you the one that's into diving? Both or- my brother's names. Have you been stalking me or is that just a weird coincidence? <laughs> Imagine if I dated your brother. Have I dated your brother? No, no, they're both. Well, I hope I, they're both in uh, the <laughs> That shouldn't stop you from dating. Apparently, is what well, I'm no, learning. True. Okay, so so you meet this guy. How long does it take for you guys to go? Uh, should we open this bear boy up? It was actually no. It was before. It was before oh, so we even before met. You met. Okay. Yeah. Oh right. So it's just such a strange, unique kind of like realm to enter a relationship where you're asking questions. I have never in my entire 30-odd years had a conversation with somebody that I've been dating for five years, let alone never met, around like, what are you desiring? Wow. What kind of relationship has worked Mm. for you in the past and – where are you at now in terms of dating and love and connection? And I don't know, questions like what's worked for you in the past in relationships and what hasn't? What are things that you've really liked and what are things that you didn't? Which are actually conversations that are so healthy and we should actually probably start all our relationships like that. Well, no shit, but they're not things that like, that's what I'm saying. Like it's, I'm just so overwhelmed and battered (laughs) in a good way (laughs) with this newness of information because Mm. I'm sitting in this place where things feel really good and things feel really juicy and kind of very healthy to talk about. And they are never things that I have thought of 
in the past. I feel like after kicking it in a relationship for close to a decade through most of your 20s, you kind of feel like you're relatively well-versed on what it is to be in a relationship, relatively well-versed on what it is to be a good partner, relatively well-versed on I find and maintain a sense of autonomy and independence within my relationship. And, you know, I'd always been really career-driven and never been somebody that was like, relied super heavily on a partner to feel happy you know like I I was like yeah I got this and then in every way shape or form all of that's been blown out of the water with this new person and new relationship because I'm like I genuinely feel like a baby because I'm like I've actually never done a relationship in a way where I have even asked a question like when it when do you ever go on a date with someone if you don't mind answering how old you are yeah, I'm 33. 33 and okay. Just and turned just, 33. Yeah. And you feel like you're now just coming alive in a way. I just can't explain. I can't say yes with a, like more of an underline or a resounding <laughs> nature behind it. I don't know how to put words to the feeling of just feeling like your entire sense of relationship is blown out of the water in the best way possible. And just having the ability to ask questions and ask them of yourself, I actually think has been the main the main difference in all of this. Can I ask what rules and boundaries you two have put in place for your open relationship? I actually can't answer that because I don't know the answer. Like that's something that I've actually really been struggling with in the sense that I sit at a piece of paper and we have had so many long, languid, beautiful conversations about boundaries. And to be honest, the reason that I've started this podcast is because it's not like anything I've been able to find. Mm. (laughs) It's quite selfish in the (laughs) sense that I'm like, it is because the only shit I've been able to find about open relationships or E&M, which stands for ethical non-monogamy. Yeah. And polyamory, which is not when a farmer has five wives, <laughs> because oh, that is, poly- what is that? that's polygamy. Oh, that's, no. I just for ages, yeah, I was like polygamy, polyamory. I was like, <laughs> I watched that show on Netflix. Like, what's it called? Not Big Fish, where he's got like three wives or some shit. And I was like, I'm not into this. I reject this. But no, it's polyamory is different. So like, all of these terms are very new to me and just the concept of rules and boundaries, which I'm realizing are actually two very different things. Like I think a rule is like, you can't do this, but I think a boundary is something that you decide within yourself. You don't feel comfortable with. And therefore I'm pretty sure have a conversation about not arriving at that place. I think it's like a stopper before the door smacks into the wall. I think a rule is the thing that it's like, I don't think you want to arrive at a place where you've found yourself where the rule has been pressed up against. Right. Okay. 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 We've spoken about it a lot. I can imagine what I feel comfortable with and what I don't feel comfortable with, but I'm not in a place where we're, I'm not dating a million other people. Mm. So I don't really know what feels good outside of an imagined realm and all of the kind of 
bits of reading that I've done and there's a few books. There's one book called The Ethical Slut, which I just was obsessed with the title. <laughs> and I was like, is this my new life? Maybe. Because <laughs> I'm all about reclaiming the word slut, which is yeah. somebody that enjoys yeah, sex. Yeah. Yes, that is me. I am all about that. After 30 years of trying to avoid the word slut, like, yes, I'm a slut. I like sex. Get it, girl. But what I've felt most overwhelmed by, I think, is the feeling of aloneness, you know. I don't really have anyone to, t- <laughs> to talk to this about other than my mates that are in 10-year-long monogamous relationships that are, like, fascinated, intrigued, supportive, yes, excited, yes, but kind of, like, treating me like a new toy and asking me millions of questions that I can't really answer. And then there've been some podcasts that I've listened to about couples that are 15 years deep and have opened up their relationship and putting their keys in a bowl and are fucking people in front of each other, which I'm very much supportive of. But I'm like, the thought of doing that makes me (laughs) so nervous. I just can't even begin to imagine what that feels like. And then the polyamory polygamy, this idea of like being in love with multiple people at the same time. I don't, I'm not really fitting into or relating anywhere at the moment other than this is something I'm curious about and starting to dip a toe in. I'm at the place where I've started talking to and dating a couple of other people and Raf has too. And it feels weird. Well, I was going to say, like, yeah. are you okay? Like, how's it going? (laughs) (laughs) I'm so curious. So the thing that feels really new is the fact that I've been in places where I've started seeing people or sleeping with people or kind of not had conversations about the fact that it's casual, but there's an assumption from both of us that it is. Okay. I think most people, I don't want to speak for everybody, but like, I was out of an eight-year-long relationship. It's been five years. Like the last thing I was wanting to do was get into a relationship. But like I've been seeing multiple people at the one time. That is, that's not a new thing for me. But to talk about that with the person that I'm into is very new. Yeah. So we speak about literally everything. So he yeah. knows all your hookups. Yeah. And I know all of his. I feel like I should feel weirder about it than I do or more threatened by it than I do or less comfortable with being able to sit there with somebody that I'm – I mean, we haven't said love yet, but it's like it's (laughs) it's heading in that direction. But I – there's moments that I I catch it where I'm like it's weird that I'm not feeling more scared about this what if your feelings change and his don't and he wants to continue the open part and you're like hey I want to be exclusive have you guys discussed what happens there to be honest that kind of works in the back of my mind and if I lean too far into that I kind of spiral out a bit because I don't know if this is true I have a theory that in relationships there's usually one person that wants to be in the relationship just like 0.5 percent more Oh, my God, I'm, like, instantly thinking of our relationship that I'm in. I wonder who that person is. I think it can change depending on where you're at yeah, in the relationship yeah. or who yeah. you are in the relationship or, you know, who's feeling more secure at that time. It yes. can probably change daily or weekly, you know. Were you feeling a bit insecure or you're like, I don't feel good in my body or I'm not feeling turned on lately. Are you, like, 
feeling horny or watching porn or is that making me feel weird? But like that, uh, there, is there an underlying sense if I lean into that too far that Raph maybe feels a bit more comfortable in it than I do? Yeah. I don't know if that's the fact that societally you're a woman and you've been raised in a way that it's like also like to throw another fucking bit of kerosene on the fire. All my friends have started to have kids and families and that's something that I want, you know. So there's all of these really conflicting things and feelings going on at the moment where I'm very much wanting to explore what it is to be in a relationship where I'm coming at it from a new angle and not feeling bound to just do the things, you know, like sign the dotted line of like a white picket fence and a house and a child and a mortgage. And whilst they have things that I very much want at the same time, I'm also wanting to feel free and excited and really liberated in myself and liberated in my sex. I'm realizing it's not the main driver, you know, because part of me is like this association between like sex parties and like Mm. fucking multiple people and group sex. And I'm like, I get this funny like feeling in my tummy when I think about that stuff because I'm like, yeah, I'm into that. But the thought of like actualizing it, let alone actualizing it with the person I'm dating that I'm very much into, it makes me feel weird but excited (laughs) because I'm like, I'm curious about that to do that. Well, it's a really unique situation you are in because you have been given the permission from the person you're saying to to be doing this. And it's like a really explorative time for you, which is amazing. And I think, you know, if you're going in it with no expectations, fuck power to you. I've, there's something, that, a word that you said, the word permission. Mm. And I'm really trying to rewire because I'm like, oh, I haven't been given permission by anybody. This is like an equal parts relationship that from the ground up is like, sure, there's there's consent. Yeah. But it's, he's not allowing me to do anything and I'm not allowing him to do anything. I think that's, I think that's the part where it feels really new because if I was coming at this from a year ago or in my past relationship, it would be, I, I am letting you yeah. date other people. Yeah. But don't, you don't have the mindset. No, it's a real crux that I catch myself going to say. And the word permission is something that I'm trying to ban from my lexicon. And I correct myself and other people. It's not wrong, but I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to rewire my thinking around this is not something that I've been allowed to do from a man or allowed to do from my partner, but we're both, we're both coming into a relationship going, what works for you and what, what doesn't. Because you find that, that term quite disempowering and almost quite rigid and Fuck yeah. the opposite of what you're actually trying to achieve. Well, the word permission just strikes up feelings of being a kid. Yeah. What are you allowed to do and what are you going to get in trouble for doing? Mm. And I think we've stayed up so <laughs> done all-nighters just having intense conversations about this I have never spoken so much about the thing you're doing as you're doing it you know like I've kind of just entered relationships pretty blindly not speaking too much about it so you guys have had like real deep combos going into all hours of the morning have you chatted about settling down about the idea of marriage about the idea of kids is that something on 
his peripheral or is that something that's irrelevant right now? Honestly, before we'd even met, I was like, that's something that's very important to me. Mm. And it's something that I, something that I want a sense of family, you know, he's the same. And I think that's actually what spun me out. Like, to be honest, that's thing that I might, how, (laughs) how do you have it all? Because (laughs) (laughs) I've gone balls deep in blogs and like Reddit forums about polyamorous relationships where people have a child with one partner and are simultaneously dating two others. Like, I think that's where, honestly, I I can kind of like throw caution to the wind and try and like blow the cobwebs of do's and don'ts and permission and rules out of my mind when it comes to relationship and kind of really try and pull apart the structure of relationship. But when it comes to the family Mm. stuff, that's when I'm like, oh, but we still need to have have some kind of formalised structure Mm. to catch us, don't we? Because the thought of doing a relationship in a different way is one thing. The thought of trying to do a family in another. There have been some pretty hard conversations with Raf and myself where I'm just like, you know, he really inspires me to be open and he really inspires me to be like, yeah, but relationships just a construct. Yeah, but family's just a construct. Yeah, but humans are just a construct. And I'm like, ah. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Let's just rewind. Sometimes it gets too much, eh? Like you're like, oh, what is real? It is. I yeah. feel like I've taken acid for the first time and I'm like, none of it's real. We're all just simulations and it's just like – the matrix where I could be right now in the bubble like Keanu Reeves being like strangely quite a spiritual experience because it's like everything is just like deconstructing like Jenga instead of putting on you're just like pulling off Mm. you know I'm just at one little bit at a time okay well what about if I what about if I take away the word permission and what about if I take away the word can and can't do and rule I must say caveat to that I have been reading <laughs> and through the through the podcast the first episode's only out so it's still very much a come with me as I as I figure this out yeah. but I spoke to someone recently who's the author of The Ethical Slut by Dossie Easton and she was speaking of you need to have boundaries and the importance of them and I'm currently in a place where it's a bit of a trigger word at the moment. <laughs> yes, sorry, I brought that up quite soon in the chat. <laughs> the old it's good because I'm like I am eating, breathing and dreaming about the word boundaries mm. at the moment. The thing I'm struggling with is like how do I come up with something that I know I will be kind of bound to when I don't entirely feel 100% certain that I will continue to feel like that. Because I'm at this place where we started seeing and dating other people and my initial gut feel is I don't want to talk to you about this. Yeah. I feel guilty about it. But you guys both aren't. And but I thought you said we are. was feeling better than what you thought and actually you're not getting that. Yeah, but, but everything is conflicted. <laughs> like it's not easy. Yeah. Like <laughs> Everything has like this light side and a dark side. It's easy and it's hard. And like, it's like parents, depending on what, <laughs> I mean, I can't speak on behalf of that, but depending on what day I wake up and how much sleep I've had and whether we've had a good conversation or I've had a, a, 
a conversation with a friend that's asked me a question that I can't answer. It feels really safe and really juicy, but like it doesn't take much to spin me out. Like even as we're talking, I'm like, boundaries. (laughs) (laughs) You need to get onto that bitch because you're going to get your heart broken. Like I think a lot of it, I mean, for me at the moment is coming down to like detail. I know that he's speaking to other people and has gone on some dates with other people and he knows the same of me. But like I feel every time I go to bring that conversation up, there is there is a feeling of like if it ain't broke, don't break it um, kind of because I'm like things are, you know, the inception of a relationship is such a special time yes. that I don't think you can really get back and there's part of me that is really kind of terrified to fuck that up, you know, that the time that we spend together, we're having these incredible conversations about openness and feeling really free and liberated. And he is very much, he's just like the feminist in, in the biggest way where he wants no bounds on my sexual liberation. And it's kind of been something that I think, coming out of a relationship and kind of like dating casually and seeing people. It's been a real journey to get to a place where I can even say I love sex and I enjoy sex and I love this about sex with this person and not with that person and even kind of feel unashamed and unabashed to be in a place where I'm exploring my own pleasure and what turns me on and what doesn't and and how interlinked that is with my sense of stability and safety within relationship and how interlinked that's been with my relationship with alcohol, to be honest, because that has, you know, for the most part made me feel really like sexy and in my body. Not how has your um, relationship with alcohol changed? Well, I'm not drinking and the lights are on when we have sex and I feel really confident in my body and I feel really unashamed to ask for what I need and even circle back to before that question to figure out what I need. All of it has a similar question or, you know, a similar sentiment, which is I'm allowed to figure out what feels good for me, not for him and not for the relationship, but like what's good for me. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Do you think the appeal is more the person that you are discovering along the way and you are loving this 
this newfound self, which is emerging as opposed to actually your relationship with him. And maybe that's why you're not so um, possessive or not possessive, but like feeling threatened yeah. when other people come on the scene. It's well, it's it's actually more about your own development. Yeah, totally. The thought of doing this with anybody else or like right before I met Raf, yeah, it's something that I toyed with or thought about or like being kind of seeing somebody and not had a conversation about the fact that I'm also seeing someone else. But like it's terrifying. And yeah, I think a big part of it, you're right, is like feeling safe and the way that I've been made to feel, yeah, is the relationship itself mm. and the person yeah, I think that's really allowed a place of being able to to ask questions and explore newness because I have never felt as empowered. I've never felt as safe. I've never felt as secure. He knows you're documenting this in a podcast. Babe, he's on the podcast. Well, he is on the podcast. Oh, my God. Amazing. <laughs> oh, my God. I've got to hear this. So you guys literally sit down and you record your whole musings and, like, as it's going. I think at first it was actually a bit of a coping mechanism for me, honestly. Really? Therapy? Yeah. Well, we were having all of these, like, conversations and I will kind of wake up the next day and I'm like, did we have that conversation? I'm being checking myself where I'm like, I feel so safe to encourage you to go and continue on a date with somebody that you've told me about yeah. and really openly being like, they seem really cool and great and I think they're sexy and I'm attracted to yeah. them. And his father is being kicked in the guts. Yes. But at the same time, kind of feeling encouraging to be like, okay, I don't really have any qualms with you kind of exploring that because go. I've got so many questions. When he will be hooking up with someone else or is seeing another person, how does he explain his situation to them? Is he very honest saying that I'm actually in a relationship? with a woman or how does he describe your relationship to others? Well, let's just circle back even from that. And it is, when I say we speak about everything, I mean like everything, <laughs> as in what are you writing on your dating profile? And we have both spoken really openly and arrived at a place where we've both looked at each other's dating profiles and spoken about what feels good okay. to write on a dating profile. Cool where we both from the outset have written, I am in an open relationship with a really great person, but open to connecting with other people. But it's very much before we've even matched with another person, spoken to another person, gone on a date with another person, that it is very much a spoken about, open, advertised Things. What do you feel your obligation is when you are seeing other people in terms of what you tell them? You tell them everything because that's on your profile? Yeah. Yeah. And it's – I haven't seen a million people. I've been on a date with two other people. Yeah. You know, and yeah, there's, there's more than I would have done probably by now. <laughs> we're, not, we're not sitting there on a date talking about Raf and how brilliant he is, but those people that I've gone on a date with, and gone on a date with a woman for the first time, which is also very new for me because I'm just like, well, we may as well throw it out to everybody. How is that? Because everything is new right now. Well, it just kind of felt like meeting a friend for a coffee, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> and then it wasn't until the second date that I was like, ah, oh, yeah. 
this is a date. Like that there was chemistry there that felt very like feminine and very soft, but not too much other than like I'm out with a friend, but I also want to kiss you. And the first thing that I wanted to do was come home and tell Graf about it. (laughs) And honestly, we had the best sex that night because it just felt like not in some kind of like seedy way, but he was so into it and so supportive. And before he was like, tell me everything, he was like, do you want to talk about it? So everything is a question where I'm like, hey, I really want to talk to you about this. Are you okay to chat about? And he's like, oh, well, I've had a weird day. And so not right now, but I just want you to know I'm super excited for you and it sounds great. What about come over for dinner tomorrow night and then let's let's talk about it. So even asking those questions about like, are you up for talking about this as opposed to like just picking up the phone and being like, yo, I just went on like the sickest date with this. I think I'm open to dating men and women and this is like, it's a very new experience to me and I, the only person that I want to share that with is him. But like even before that point, there's a question around like, does it feel good and supportive and juicy for you as somebody that I'm falling for to speak about that with? Because a billion times a day, I'm trying to take my shoe off and put it on his and be like, if the shoe was on the other foot, mm. would I feel hyped if, if Raph called and I'm in the middle of my day and he's like, hey, babe, I just went on a date and I went on a date with a guy and it's all so new and can we talk about it? And I'm really like G'd up about this person and excited about them. And if I've had a day where I've woken up and like feeling a bit unstable for whatever reason or something weird's happened at work or like woken up on the side of the bed that's not making me feel a million percent secure in myself, that would feel not that great Mm. to be having that conversation, hanging up the phone, not knowing when I'm seeing him next and kind of sitting there imagining him on this like a shit hot date with somebody that he's really hyped about and questioning whether he's still going to be into me. Your communication sounds like absolute relationship. <laughs> like, holy shit. It's what some people would dream for, isn't it? I've just never been with somebody that's asked as many questions. I think I am a really curious person by nature and I think I've really quieted a lot of those questions because society, my conditioning, myself have said you're not allowed to ask that you're not allowed to think about other people let alone speak about that with your partner because we're all just walking around pretending that this person that we've been with for x amount of years is going to associate our every need our every want our every desire our every sexual fantasy over potentially the course of decades But in the back of my mind, I know that's not true. And the person that I know that I'm in love with, they know that's not true. Like if you have half a brain, you have to like, you have to realise that that's too much pressure to put on a relationship, let alone a relationship over the course of your life as you both grow and change and develop into different people than you were seven seconds ago. That is just not a realistic expectation and it's it's not a relationship that I want to be in and it's not a relationship that Raf wants to be in. So from the very outset, 
I think we'd both aligned on the fact that we'd been in just randomly relationships that happened to be for eight years that we thought were going to be with people that we'd be with forever, but both had this kind of gnawing feeling in the back of our mind of being like, is this Mm. it? Is there something else out there? But that also doesn't discount the, the huge amount of love that I feel for this person or the fact that I want to build a life with them. But can I, can I also have conversations with them around, have you ever thought about being with someone else? Yeah, of course I had those feelings and those questions. Of course I thought about that with my girlfriends over wines. Well, so you know, many people but- just sugarcoat and push down who are in monogamous relationships because it feels uncomfortable. And so what is that doing when you're pushing it down and you're, you're having that dishonesty all the time? It just feels like the way a relationship is, to be honest. I just thought that's what you do because everybody I know that's in a relationship that I speak to about that with is like, yeah, but like you don't talk to your partner about it. (laughs) You don't ask that of your partner, you know, and I was like, yeah, yeah, you're right. That's That's what we should be doing and I guess I'll just pretend that I've never had those thought processes and just talk about them with my friends. But there's been something in me that in the past has felt like they are conversations that I want to have, but I just don't want to hurt that other person. I don't want that other person that I'm in a relationship with or dating to think that I am not madly in love with them because I am. And I think a lot of it has come down to actually a much deeper question than just than that person or the relationship, but rather myself and being like, you're not allowed to ask Mm. that question. You can't have it all, bitch. (laughs) You can't be in a stunning relationship of or close to a decade of somebody that is obsessed with you and loves you and that you have great sex with, you can't also be thinking about what it would feel like to also go on a first date with someone. I'm not, you're not allowed to ask that. You're not also allowed to think about fantasies when I masturbate or even sometimes when I have sex with someone or a partner. I've had fantasies where I've thought about having sex with someone else. I talk about that with Raph. I'm like, hey, I just thought about this that popped into my head and he's like it's funny you say that because the other day I thought about oh my god (laughs) what it would be like because we started talking about the woman that I went on a date with I was like had this fantasy I was like what would it be like I haven't spoken to this woman about this I don't think because you're in an open relationship it's a free-for-all and everybody fucks each other and I've never I've never sat in a space of having more than one person be naked in a room with me at one time. But the fact that I'm thinking about that and had a fantasy about that, I had a fantasy about that with the person that I'm dating and I spoke to him about it and we both got off from it because there have been lots of times in relationship where a fantasy has popped into my head where I've thought about something else, someone else, or what it would be like if there was someone in the room watching us or or the window's been open and I've thought, what about if the neighbor's watching us? And just for a split second, like, and I think we're all lying to, if we haven't had moments like that. It doesn't mean that you're not in the moment. It doesn't mean that you're not having a brilliant time with your partner. It doesn't mean that you're some perverted sicko. It, like, it just means that like, but there've been moments where I felt ashamed about that. 
there've been moments where I've thought like, oh my God, I can't admit that to myself, let alone tell the person that I love that I just had sex with about the fact that I had a momentary flash of like also someone else kissing me at the same same time as they're kissing me. But we spoke about that. And the sex that we had that night was not like something I've ever had before at a mere fantasy. And it's not even been something that we've explored tangibly, practically. It's just a thought. But being able to like have the openness of communication, it feels like naughty when it's not, you know, and that's the thing that, that I'm realizing that a lot of it's kind of in theory at the moment. Mm. Because it's like a communication I'm, exercise, really. And it's just asking these questions. It's not like you know, it's not like you're, you know, closed on this idea. You're just all of a sudden like, well, hang on. What has been fed to me throughout my life? Why have I perceived that relationships need to be like this? And you're just kind of taking the shackles off, really. That's what it feels like. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the things that I'd read, Polly, about like how to do this and step-by-step guides and like I think it's been really beautiful and really liberating but sometimes overwhelming is because I can't talk to any of my friends and find any relatability about this. I haven't been able to find any books or podcasts or even TV shows about someone like me that's just asking the question, I don't know if this is for me. I don't know if this is something that I am certain of, but there's a sense of openness to like try it and kind of like dip a toe in. And that's the reason of wanting to kind of record this. A, I think for myself just to document it because putting a microphone in somebody's face allows you to ask (laughs) bigger, better questions But we kind of came out of these big nights, kind of like high from these conversations where I'm just like, my brain is so blown open and I feel like I'm experiencing relationship in a new found way that I've never experienced before. And I'm like, I want to capture that for myself. (laughs) But if there's like someone else that is also in a place of, I'm curious about this, but like, I'm not a swinger or want to have like five partners or tell my partner that I want to go fuck people and <laughs> and go to a sex party like the, the extremity of it all yeah. I found really black and white like why can't you write your own rules without writing rules because obviously you guys don't like the r word <laughs> <laughs> that would be frustrating like not being able to feel like you can actually have anyone to relate to I'm sure there are things out there and people out yeah. there I just haven't kind of found them yet between like this gray area of this like black and white do you feel like you're in a bit of a haze and you could all of a sudden just snap into this sobering moment where you're like hang on (laughs) what like we're together why are they here (laughs) do you know what I mean (laughs) there's just constantly other people at our house now um I feel like there is no bounds to the sense of questions that I can ask Raph that at any given day, and there have been moments where I freaked out. I feel like I could wake up tomorrow and be like, yo, I think maybe monogamy is for me. And where do you sit in that? I feel like I can ask for that. 
I feel like I can say that. And at the same time, I know that he would come back and be completely honest with me because I, I've had, I mean, I haven't said that specifically because I've not felt a certainty around like, oh, I, I am monogamous and that's the only kind of relationship I'll ever be in. But I've, I've certainly had freakouts. We've kind of had conversations about like me spinning out and also him being like, I feel, I feel like, can we just get on the same page? So, yeah, I, I think that maybe, maybe I'll wake up tomorrow or in a week's time or in a year's time and be like, that was fun, not for me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's kind of the foundational grounds that we have set the ebb and flow and the changing of what you feel like and who you are in any given moment based on what is going on in your world. That feels really loose. Mm-hmm that feels open. Like everything feels open. It's kind of like sometimes it's terrifying to not have any rules to catch you. But at the same time, I'm like, well, there's no rules to this because we're just figuring this out as we go. If I'm being really hand on my heart, honest, there are moments where I'm like, I fear that if I one day wake up and feel a certainty that this isn't for me and vocalize that, I know that I will be met with truth. Not somebody trying to please me or just be with me or say the right thing but rather I know that there would be complete and utter honesty and yeah he might be in a place where that's not what he wants but I also am like trying to (laughs) deeply trust that that also means that the relationship isn't right and that he at that moment in time is not the right person for me to be with because it would probably end up that way anyway But I'm like, I never want to be in a space of relationship again where there's so much that's assumed. I think that's what spun me out most. I'm like, shit, there's so much when you start dating someone (laughs) that you assume the goal is monogamy for my entire life or even dating over the last five years. I meet someone, there's a connection. I've never asked them, are you dating other people? And I'm asking myself now, why? Why didn't I have the courage to ask a very <laughs> worthwhile, simple and worthy question? Because you don't want to know the answer. Mm. If there's someone that I'm like really vibing with and we're out and having dinner, I don't want to speak about the other great people that they're meeting tomorrow. But I'm now in a place where I, I'm questioning myself. I'm like, why? You're dating. What's wrong with asking somebody that you're dating if they're dating other people? Honestly, what's the big deal? Almost like when you learn something new and you look back on things and you're like, wow, why was I so afraid to do that? I can't help but look through this like widened lens now at every kind of decision that I've made in a space of relationship or dating or, or sex or self. Just with this newfound eye-openness and asking questions that I'm like, I didn't even have the ability to ask that question of myself, let alone have the answer. Because I'm like, I don't know. Like, why didn't I ask that? Why? Because I feel so empowered now to be like, what are you seeking? 
And I've asked that on the couple of dates that I've been on. And people have been really open to be like, I've actually just come out of a five-year relationship. I So I'm actually seeking more physical connection but kind of friendship. My God. <laughs> and you just like that ability be to, to be honest but also like in touch with what mm. you want. They're questions that Raph and I started asking of each other when we first started dating. A lot of that is like thanks to those conversations, I think, like of those few weeks before we'd met where it was like, what do you want? What are you seeking? What do you want to bring in from the last relationship and what are you not? What are you like in relationships? Who are you in a relationship? And in the past I'd been somebody that forgot parts of myself. I didn't nourish friendships. I put my relationship above all else. I forgot who I was. I stopped any kind of self-development in questioning things. I kind of gave away my true nature, which is a really curious social person. It was quite saddening to kind of realise that I was like, oh, I actually was not my best self in that relationship. And the past five years have kind of been figuring out who I actually am again. And I think what works for me now won't work in six months' time or what worked to me in that relationship won't work with this relationship because not only is it a different person that I'm with, but I'm a different person. And that feels like a new place to be in where you're writing the rules as you go, as opposed to making this box that then we're both going to outgrow. And that's what it kind of felt like in the past, you know? Oh my gosh, you've really opened my eyes up. I must say, like I came into this conversation with a very fixed idea on an open relationship and even the stats of like a six to eight percent success rate were kind of going through my head because I was kind of like, I did a bit of research before I came on. I was like, what are actually the success rates? And, you know, just chatting with you, it's completely thrown all of that out the window and the why behind it. And actually it's not a fixed idea per se it's it's an exploration time for you and it's about removing mm. all of this structure and construct that has been placed on you so power to you girl like I want to be with you on this journey this is definitely a podcast <laughs> well you can be listen listen to the podcast fuck I'm figuring it out as I do it there's part of me that's like it's riveting it's genuinely it's so I, sincere as well I could be recording a train wreck great but- I don't. Well, no, not great for you. Not great for you. <laughs> yeah. No, but if if I am recording a train wreck and this relationship does end, I know that that will be also really beautiful. And how much? But that's just been my experience. Whether that's everybody else's, I don't want to go saying that it is because I don't want someone listening to this show or the podcast if anyone listens which is fine if they don't but like I don't want someone thinking that that's going to be their experience because I don't know very well might not be and for the most part it probably won't be because it's me and Raph and that's been our experience and I actually haven't found much online or read much shit about people experiencing such a like profound depth of what the fuckness about it all but that's just so happened that it's been my experience, I think, because I've been ready for it. I'm like, yeah, I'm ready. You know, just when you get to a place where you're like, you know, you find things when you need them. I've been ready for a little bit, I think, to kind of like reach some other place of personal development that I haven't been in before. I always want to be learning. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and (laughs) 
sharing it all out there, you know, like I think it's a really brave and vulnerable and daring thing you're doing. I think it's freaking awesome. And I think we all need to question more. You know, it's actually got me thinking about a few things. It's made me be like, hang on, hang on. Why do I say that like that? Um, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I need to ask more questions. Um, no, but it was, it, was a really, it was a really enlightening chat. So thank you so much for um, bringing us along the ride. <sighs> Big chat. So much to think about. And I just absolutely applaud Christy for going through that because you know she's putting her everything out there um and literally learning on the go and questioning everything that we know all the the preconceptions we have about relationships and how they should be and all of these constructs that are in place it not saying that I'm going to run into an open relationship, but it was really fascinating and it did open my mind. So if you'd like to hear more from Christy, her brand new podcast, Open, is out this week. I've put it in the show notes so you can go have a listen. Um, but yeah, love to know your thoughts on that episode. Rate it, hate it, get in touch, and I'll be back next week. Have a good one. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, this is Kristen. And this is Jen from My Mom So Hard. And we're here to talk about By Heart. Do you remember when you were nursing and you were like, I want to give the best thing I can to my baby? Well, we've got that for you. It's called By Heart. And it is a infant nutrition company built from the ground up to deliver real innovation on behalf of babies and parents. Curious about By Heart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com slash podcast with code MOMS20 for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. Tell them my mom so hard sent you.